1: everyone. My name is Derek, and I'm one of the members of the Plus Platoon. We're a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed so you will never miss a moment. The Platoon's a little thin tonight, so we are going to start with our producer, Gina. Gina, Hi.
2: how's it going this evening? It's great. I'm actually making room for Boba Fett. Can you see him right there? There's my Boba ah. Fett
1: helmet. Anyway, I'm so excited to talk about Boba Fett. If it's there, he's not on the show anymore. So, you know. Next is Rebecca.
3: Hello. I'm doing well. It's a wonderful Tuesday night. chilly in the 57s, So. We got <laughs> your weather. We're 70. What
2: are we? We're 70 and clear here there in we California. Go.
1: Yeah, I used you both. So, and we have tonight Sam. Sam?
4: Hello, everyone. Uh, it's good. Hello from rainy Seattle. As you might expect, it's the rainy season here. So that's what our weather is almost every day, all days. So, <laughs> but I'm happy to be with you guys tonight and talk in Disney Plus.
1: Yeah, got a couple of fun things to talk about tonight. And we've got Nick along with us. So Hi, how are you doing Nick? Hi,
4: Nick. Guy,
1: you haven't already,
4: I wonder who his boo is. Mm, not me. Really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so if you guys haven't already, please like, subscribe, share, get the word out. You know, we need more platooners. So right. please. Kate and Pete not being here tonight. Sam, what's the Disney Plus news this week?
4: I'm going to do a little Kate today and tell you what our Disney Plus news is. So Disney and Pixar's Turning Red will be coming to Disney Plus on March 11. It is coming straight to Disney Plus, meaning it's not going to the theaters first. And one of the reasons that's been given for that is that this winter with the current surge in COVID cases, uh, families are just not really going to theaters. So the next Pixar feature that might hit theaters is Lightyear, a Buzz Lightyear or Origin story due out in June, so we will see whether or not that comes to Disney Plus first or th- to theaters first. In other news, the upcoming series Ms. Marvel is reportedly having major reshoots this month. Now, it's typical to have some reshoots for any film and or any TV series, but reportedly these are more significant than normal. And in and finally, there are reports out that the character Kira from the movie Solo, uh, which was did not really a box office hit, but it was actually not a terrible movie. She'll be getting her own series now. She's played by Amelia Clark. Uh, those of you who watch Game of Thrones know her as Mother of Dragons, and this character was set up in the movie to become the head of the Crimson Dawn organization, answering to Darth Maul. So that might be an interesting uh, series that we will see on Disney Plus. Derek, yeah. back to you.
1: I'm Dan. Says he's excited that it's turning reds going straight to Disney plus I think it's kind of screwing Pixar over I think every I think all their Pixar stuff has been had a track record that it should be given the shot in theaters I mean
4: yeah I mean I I hear you Derek I think the the issue though is is you know I've got an eight-year-old and I'm not risking going to a movie theater right now so I you know I, I would pay even the premium release on plus before I'd go to a movie I'd be okay if they wanted to, you know, ask me to pay 20 bucks to watch it three months earlier than if I have to wait for the regular. Um, But I just think that's a, you know, dependent on each person. And
1: I'm Mm -hmm. surprised they're not going premium on that. I think, I think with the theaters back open, if it's not going to theaters, it's just going to be free. Well, Free, free, right, yeah.
4: free, yeah. included, included, yeah. yeah.
1: And Dan does have it puts more value to the Disney Plus. I would it agree, does. Dan. I agree with that too. Other than Encanto, which we're going to talk about tonight, there's not much new stuff for kids on there. So you got to keep the families because that's their money to market. Is yeah, right. families with kids who got to stay interested. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Well, we had a couple things we watched this week. And the first one we're going to talk about is episode two of Boba Fett. Gina, being our resident Star Wars, Star <laughs> Star Wars, Wars
4: expert, week, really.
1: Um, do you have enough information yet to form an opinion on the series? Because last, and a little background for that last week, almost all of us said we needed to watch at least one more episode. Yes. Gina, do you have enough information yet?
2: I do. And I have a huge opinion about it. So, basically, basically, my opinion is that this is a fan favorite. They are kowtowing to us. They're bringing people in for fans only. Now, here's the problem. It's not for your people who've only seen Star Wars. It's not for the people who've only seen Return of the Jedi. It's not for people who've seen Clone Wars. If You have to have this deep dive I actually had to read about some people just to make sure I was correct on who they were I was (laughs) like wait I think I know them and I had to like go and look oh it is them is that that the Jabba Jabba the Hutt's cousin not the twins not the twins it was the people that were at Tachi station there were
1: two people (sighs) which is a very deep dive because those were originally from a cut scene from a new hope
4: star wars new hope Wait, you mean the two people who had their drinks like taken when they were yes. in that bar? Those are Luke's whatever? friends. They're Luke's friends. I had to look
2: it up because I th- oh said, I think uh-huh. I know them. So what John Favreau and um, Dave Filoni do is they read every comic book. They've read everything. They're my age. So they've watched everything, read everything. And they're like, oh, I love this part from the Marvel comic book series. And they pulled them into the show. Oh, I love this deep dive for... Star Wars New Hope with the Tachi Station when Luke's whining to hang with his friends and and they show up. So we kind of get that. And then the Tuscan Raider lifestyle. So yes, these, my opinion is it is for the fans who are diehard people, not for the regular people. Sorry. <laughs> it's not. It's not for you.
3: Well, as a regular person...
2: <laughs>
3: it's true. My opinion of the show is that I... It's weird. I don't think that I'm confused because to me, I'm just watching this man as he like figures out his life after being trapped in this thing. Right. And so he's trapped in this little alien gets out. And now he's just trying to like get back on his horse or whatever. He's just trying to like learn all this stuff. Um, we kind of, or to me again as a regular person who who knows nothing it looked like he got most of his training from the Tuscan Raiders if i'm correct or he was originally trained from again i have yeah. no no idea. exactly exactly <laughs> but just, it, yeah. it, as a regular person i am just watching it for the show i don't really have a negative or a positive opinion about it it's it's just a show that we're watching um yeah. But I can appreciate and respect them doing something like this for the Star Wars fans because of the seven or eight things we get from Marvel every year with all of the, tw- the series and the movies and stuff. I mean, they pull like accountants from the first Avengers movie that are now in Spider-Man <laughs> and stuff. And it's like... Yeah. The diehard fans who have, you know, watched everything and read everything are going to be like, oh, my God, like, but, you know, and they do that. The little
4: Easter eggs. Yeah. 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 And that I was love... this for
3: us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's that's that for Star Wars. So I respect yeah. it. And I know that it's not my place, but I'll happily watch the rest of it and just act like I know what's going on.
2: Right. So perfect. <laughs> Good. that's great. perfect.
4: That's all I got to do. Just pretend.
2: <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. So, so I'm. I'm, I'm it. <laughs> I'm very much with Rebecca on this one. Like, I'm not. I'm. No, I am a casual Star Wars fan. I loved Mandalorian. I have seen the movies, but I have not liked like any of the cartoons. Did not like Bad Batch. You know that sort of stuff. Have never done that deep. You know, sort of comic book type dive, right? So, um, I am the casual watcher. I am understanding everything that's going on. I thought this episode was a lot better than the first episode. This episode actually, like, I don't know. It made me, it made me more, I wouldn't say I'm hooked on it, but it definitely piqued my interest more in getting, you know, it was weird that we had like the entire episode as a flashback. I'm not sure how I feel Mm -hmm. about that. Um, However, I did actually enjoy the whole saga with the Tuscan Raiders and the, how they how he sort of trains them in some ways and they train him in other ways. And I thought that was kind of cool. It's sort of watching people from different walks of life, from different cultures, like learning from each other and working together and him sort of going from being basically their slave to now being like on the level with almost their leader. Right. So I, their tribal leader. So I I thought that was really cool. I liked it. I'm not catching those Easter eggs that Gina's catching or that the hardcore fans are catching, but I actually don't think you need to. Um, I didn't know who those people were or why they were, why that scene was important. Um, But I feel like that's okay. I don't need to catch every Easter egg, just like, people watching Marvel don't need to catch every Easter egg in order to enjoy it. So I enjoyed the episode. I liked seeing Jabba's cousins, you know, and Dan has a great comment. Jabba was such a great character. So we got two of them. Then we know Chewie is an all time favorite and we got an evil Wookiee. Fantastic. I liked those because that's something as a casual fan, like I know who Jabba the Hutt is, right? I know who Chewbacca is. So seeing Evil Wookiee, seeing Jabba's cousins, like that part was good. Um, I liked that. I wanted more though from present day. I will say that. I wanted more about what's going on in Tatooine and the the sort of um, this... jockeying for power for who's going to sort of rule Tatooine now that Boba Fett is in Jabba's old position of basically being the enforcer of Tatooine. So I like it. I'm going to keep watching, not just because of the platoon. Honestly, I, I enjoyed this episode much more than episode one. So it, it's it's piqued my interest. It doesn't have its hooks into me yet. It's not. I'm not at the point where I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait for the next episode to come out. Derek, what do you think?
1: Um I, to me it's getting clearer I still don't dig all the flashbacks. I would have rather they told it, okay, you're going to start when he gets out of the Sarlacc pit. Awesome. Then tell it in chronological order. Um it, that would have been my preference. I've got a couple predictions. One, I think the Tusk, main Tusk and Raider character is going to be a very important part of the show in present day. Okay. I I I think yeah, that's going to happen. That. I'm also going to make a major prediction for a major character to appear. Han Solo is going to show up. Okay. I'm convinced Han Solo will show up by the finale.
4: Which Han Solo? And,
1: um, <laughs> Harrison Ford. Okay. And, well, the, I, didn't and t- I didn't
4: know I didn't know it's like... And,
1: and they'll, do it through d- the de aging yes. stuff, like because this know. takes
4: ah, they'll do this like makes the... sense because
2: it takes place after Return of the Jedi, so yeah. Han's this huge mm-hmm. guy now in yeah. uh, right.
1: So in the universe, I think I think he's gonna show up at some point. Um, that's being said, I want to see more. I, Sam, I'm like you, I'm not hooked yet, but I I'll keep watching it. I'm you know I'm not avoiding watching it until the last minute, like some of the stuff we've been watching lately so <laughs>
4: um there's some good comments we got yeah
1: i was just yeah. looking yeah and um, i was yeah. steve, a steve says it's growing on him more intrigued than last week and i want to talk I-
2: about the flashbacks real quick so the um person who directed this film this section she was a huge um person who studied the godfather part two and that she was going that's why they're doing it that way it's very godfather part two it's very (laughs) yeah
1: godfather part two
4: also the worst of the godfather films well (laughs) Well, actually no the third is the worst but
1: also makes sense that with the godfather type stuff having to get permission to kill the huts yes because you can't one family just can't put out a hit on another family because if he if they if he would go just kill them randomly it's It's like killing
4: killing a made man so yeah so so i've noticed
2: with the directors (laughs) of these mandalorian and and uh, book of Jabba the hut or book of book of boba fett oh my goodness with (laughs) both of these um i've noticed that the directors have a lot to say about where they're taking the direction. I, I did notice yeah. that in both these series. So if you like Godfather part two, then you're going to like this director because that's who okay. she, she cop, she copied them and she copied, um, Lawrence of Arabia also. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, very much. Yeah. Um, Nick says opinion of the Raiders for the decades has been flipped. Uh, discipline carried in a skilled culture that is yeah that's we're seeing the other side of it and to me that's that's almost a political statement where you know Mm -hmm. this misunderstanding this basically this culture that was different they're different looking we don't see their faces and all of a sudden we see they don't use
4: technology yeah right
1: yeah so
4: everything in this
3: show is different looking
4: Yes, yes, because yes. they're aliens well, they're Alien races. in
3: Star Wars, and that's oh, <laughs> yeah. that's my least favorite part about it. Is I don't like <laughs> the way that the huts are just blobs, it like reminds me of <laughs> slugs. It's just sorry, they're I couldn't watch it because I just <laughs> they I could hear them moving, and I <laughs> <laughs> not really,
2: and then, not and then apparently me. the evil Wookiee, his name is Black. Karsten and he is from one of the Marvel Star Wars comics.
1: And has had interactions with just about every major character, including Boba Fett. Huh. So he and the idea was that he and Boba Fett actually know each other and or know of each other because that's how he knew he was a gladiator. So
2: he's gonna have I think he's gonna have a major role. Also, he's I'm had sure.
1: interactions with Han. He's had interactions with Luke in the comics. So he is yeah, he is not just a, a token of Wookiee being thrown in. Yeah. So, okay, well, that continues next week. Yay. <laughs> also this week, we finally have gotten around to watching Encanto. It came out on Disney Plus on Christmas Eve, but with everything we had going on, we're just now getting around to watch it. And so, Sam, I'm going to start with you on this one. Were you enchanted by Encanto.
4: This is a really hard question because the answer is a little bit yes and a little bit no. So I, uh, I liked the music. I liked the animation. Um, I liked the most of the characters except for Abuela. I did not like her cause she's actually spoiler alert. The, the evil character or the villain is ends up being Abuela. She's not bad, but she's sort of misguided. Um, so yeah, I, I, didn't love the way the plot resolves. I didn't think it was a very, uh, it didn't completely make sense. It wasn't that it was confusing. It just didn't really tie up very well, in my opinion. Um, it wasn't, uh, clear as to how, uh, Mirabelle made the magic come back. I guess making everybody be themselves and not being, having to be perfect is sort of the theme of the movie, but it didn't really come together and make sense in 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 how the magic returns. Um, so I, like I said, I liked most of the characters. I liked the music, but I didn't love the, the plot or the way the plot resolves, I guess. Um, yeah, so that's... Uh, So that's why I have to say, yeah, I mean, there was parts of it that were enchanting and there's parts of it that weren't enchanting because of this dichotomy there, but the music was fantastic. My favorite song was the one that the Louisa, the strong sister sings about pressure. I mean, it was, it was fire in my opinion, like that, that was such a good song. And I felt like, it was very relatable, like to anyone who ever feels like under stress or under pressure, or that the weight of their shoulders is on their back or the weight of the world is on their shoulders, right? So th- I thought that was, um, yeah, I thought that was really powerful. Derek?
1: And before I get into my take, I will say that's the one song I actually had an issue with <laughs> because I didn't like that they made the super strong sister have the stereotypically deep voice oh that i did not like that and that was and i liked the message of the song i didn't like that range choice or Mm -hmm. actress or whatever because to me that's one of those why does the big strong sister have have to be a baritone
4: Well, she was definitely an alto, but she was a true uh, alto, uh, yeah, a low alto, yeah.
1: But you you understand what I'm saying on that?
4: I totally get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying.
1: And she started the um, she started the song lower than she finished it. Yes. So, well,
4: one thing I liked though that Kate pointed out, and this is probably because I'm an alto and Kate's an alto. You yeah. know, is that the old? Oh, there were a ton of alto solos yes. in this, in ton of alto songs in in this movie. And as an alto, you like love that because most of the Disney movies are all soprano stuff for all of the the, the leads. So and that I, was yeah. So I love that.
1: I say, and I will say that is a lot of Lin Manuel Miranda. He has a lot of alto songs. Yes. So I think his style
4: uh, just works better uh, with with lower uh, voices. Yeah.
1: As far as the rest of the movie, it was cute. Um, nothing special to me. I, I loved that it got closer to the traditional animated runtime of the mm-hmm. Disney movies. Uh, Peter Pan, Sleeping Beauty, and Snow White were all an hour 15. Snow White's an hour 20. Toy Story movies are in the 90 to 100 minute range, which is about what this was. Mm-hmm. The shorter time works for the shorter attention span of kids. Mm-hmm. And it also forces a tighter story that otherwise might be way too long. <clears throat> Marvel.
4: <clears throat> um, <laughs> Whatever.
1: <laughs> the music I really enjoyed the music. Disney creative screwed up here because every time they when they talking about Bruno, all I could think of was Silencio Bruno from Luca. And having oh. the name used in two movies that came out within six months of each other, someone screwed up. So, there should have been a collaboration conference there.
4: Yeah, but so. I'm going to be singing "We Don't Talk About Bruno No No" for years. I think.
1: Yeah,
4: <laughs> that See, was a catchy me, tune too.
1: <laughs> my favorite song was the one where they talked about the family and then how she kept avoiding the topic.
4: Mm-hmm. The, so, family the, yeah, the family Madrigal at the beginning, yeah, the family Madrigal.
1: So it was okay. It was, it was, as I said, nothing special to me. Rebecca, how about you?
4: I'll be the
3: positive one. <laughs> I thought this movie was awesome. Um, I love getting to see rich, true um, Colombian culture. We haven't had a, a Colombian-style movie from Disney or Pixar yet. And so it was really, really awesome to see that representation being there. Um, to Talk about the low voice thing. As Sam has mentioned, as we've said, Kate has mentioned before, the reason that most of them were alto is because Colombian women have a lower set range. The voice actor is a true Colombian actress for Luisa. And so I thought that it really actually stayed true to representation. And it was, it was really cool to see that. Um, I think. It was beautiful. I loved that. And I will talk about their gifts later, but I thought that they were all unique. Um, I know Pete mentioned earlier that he... He's not here, but we have a little group chat that we like to talk. And so he's told us this, um, that he didn't know how the gifts were really important to the people of... Um, this town or whatever of that they live in. Um, but I I liked that they were all different. It wasn't oh I can fly and I can reappear and I can do these things. Like they were very special, unique gifts that each person was was. Yeah, gifted
4: only from. only the strength one. I feel like is the one where you sort of like super strength, right? That you like see in other. Yeah kind of other series but other than that one I feel like I agree with you Rebecca like they were all mm-hmm. like kind of new or ones we haven't seen in the Disney universe really
3: right um I thought it was really funny I really loved Antonio's character that little baby was so cute and so you, it expected him to not get a gift because this is what's happening to the magic and the candles burning. Maribel was the first one, but Antonio, he's not going to get one either. Like it's going to be this line, but then for him to get his gift, it was really awesome to see that. Um, and even in Maribel's character, I think that she played, it's hard to, to try to live up to family. Let's say, I don't know what the right word is. Just take expect... Yeah, yeah, exactly. To live up to these expectations of your family, especially when you have an older sister who is practically perfect, you have another older sister who is the strongest in the world and you know, you have these expectations and you don't you no matter how hard you try, no matter what you do, you can't live up to them. Mm-hmm. Um but staying true to yourself through all of that I think is really hard or finding yourself or finding your way through all of that, I think is is a really tough journey, but it's a beautiful one. Um, so I think the theming of everything, just staying true to that representation of Columbia was was awesome to see. So I, I really liked this movie. I thought it was great.
1: I will say to me of Moana, Frozen, Brave, and this, this was the most predictable to me.
3: But does that hmm. but I don't think that makes it bad. No, yeah, no, that doesn't make it think bad, or bad or good. Yeah.
1: But you knew that the the grandmother was the one she was gonna have to make peace with yes. early on. Yes. It wasn't it was never the sister.
4: Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I thought that well and I I thought it was weird when the vision like the the vision was about like hugging the sister cuz so I was like what is this frozen? Like this is like no, this is not frozen. This is about the this is about abuela and and uh well, Mirabel. It's brave. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. A little bit different, but yeah. But yeah. Mirabel it's- and and abuela really It was Abuela who had all these expectations on everyone and Abuela who was really the rudest to Mirabelle, which was, you know, really hard when she's having to go through Antonio's ceremony when she knows what happened in her ceremony. And then even when he does get his power, I know she wants him to get his power and she's so happy for him, but it's, she's so sad for herself because she's like essentially the black sheep of the family, right? She's the only one without this gift. So yeah, that part I that part was well done. It was just sad, right? It was just really sad. Um, yeah, to me, it, it, like I said, to me, it's a mixed bag. All the reasons that yeah. you loved about it, Rebecca, I think, are also wonderful. So mm-hmm. it's not there. There are some great moments in this movie. I didn't think it was bad. I just think it was for me. It was just a mixed bag. I'd say. Okay.
1: okay. Yeah, uh, Dan says the movie's been on a repeat at their house for weeks. I'm uh, having been there with other movies, Dan. You have my pity.
4: Yeah. I um, will say to Dan's point, I was watching this movie in our living room by myself and my eight year old came and was sitting on the landing. I didn't realize it at the time, but he like came out and started watching um, while I was watching. He didn't watch the whole thing because he's playing video games with his friends, but um, he uh, online, he uh, COVID safe household, uh, <laughs> But he he did come out. He was interested enough to come and watch. So
1: yeah. Um, yeah. Nick says first rule of Encanto clubs. You don't talk about Bruno. Yeah. Um, Dan, and, and says, and Dan
4: says no, no, no too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no.
1: Yeah. Uh, Maribel didn't get her gift because she rubbed her hands on her dress after touching the candle. I'm not sure I buy that. I think she did no, get a gift. So. It just wasn't obvious. Yeah. Um. I think she ended up getting the magic because they were at the river where the candle gave them their magic at the beginning. I, Dan I'm completely disagreeing with you. She got her gift. It just wasn't obvious to anyone. Her gift was bringing the family together. Yep. Community. And so
4: exactly. I mean, her her gift was helping everyone find themselves basically yeah. and, and, mm-hmm. and be okay with who they are rather than. Right. Because she worried about their yeah. Because yeah. He always was.
1: yeah. Uh, Steve says he enjoyed it. Wish the overall story was a little stronger. Wanted more story. I'd agree that I'm with Steve. Um, Nick says, at any rate, between Coco and Encanto, I'm loving the Latino love from Disney. I will say, I enjoyed this more than Coco. I did. I enjoyed this Mm. more than Coco. Um. So, uh, and the reason, guys, we dropped Gina was because she hasn't watched it yet. Because apparently, she was watching Cobra Kai, which, oops, not Disney Plus. But that's a
4: good show. That's a good show, Gina. Yeah.
1: Um. We are going to bring her. Gina,
4: you're on mute. You're
1: still on mute. bring her back in for our next question which was if you could be given a gift by the magical blessing miracle what gift would you want it to be Rebecca we're starting with you
3: so I thought really really long and hard about this one um I don't wanted something as material as some of the um as some of the characters of the Madrigal family had, and I didn't want it to be something so obvious either. Um, My gift, if I could choose anything, would always be to have the right answer to a question. And this is on any type of question. So a logic-based, an empath-based, or just a, a reason, anything. If someone asked, like, why did this happen to me? I would know or like i would be able to give them the answer that they're going to need to hear in that moment
4: and so just- you could cure covid and cancer and everything yeah. right and to me
3: it, had, it it literally had everything i was like that i at first i had said i want to just always have what i need in that moment like if i'm thinking oh i need a pen and it just i just have it you know and i was like so that i'm never like Stressed out or looking or anxious or anything. But then I was like, that doesn't help anybody except for myself, you know? Mm -hmm. And so then I said, well, what if I was able to just answer any question for everybody? Like I was always giving good advice and I could just help people that way and, you know, talk to people and get them through whatever it was. So that, that was what I, I chose. Sam?
4: I like that one. So I I really liked the mom's power, the healing power, and I had an entire conversation for about 20 minutes in the car today with my son about how I would open up like a cookie factory and I would make cookies that cookie the cookies would have healing powers, right? But then he came up with a really great power that's not one of the magical family powers that I was like, "Ooh, that's a, that might be even better in some ways," which was the power to control time. I thought that was so cool. You could stop time for the world and, you know, and like stop something. You could, yeah, you could speed up time. So for something that was like really bad, right? uh, You know, it was, I don't know. It was a really cool power. I hadn't thought of it, but it was something he thought of. So either the healing powers like the mom has so I could give cookies to make and I make COVID go away (laughs) and all that kind of stuff. um, Or, or maybe the power to control time.
1: Eric? Adam Sandler did that and it did not end up well.
4: <laughs> uh, Follow-up
3: follow question. If you speed up and or slow down time, do you age that time too? Or do you
4: I, stay where you were but
3: this was past?
4: That's a good question. I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it. I think you're like still
3: old? Through COVID, yeah. right yeah, But I don't yeah. want to lose the next three years in my 20s. Fair you enough.
4: Know? Yeah.
1: But I wouldn't speed all the way through. I would speed through work days, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. <laughs> speed work, but then get home and still be able to spend time with your family.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's great. So, cause, I like
1: that. And I will say that was actually one I had potentially thought of for Ooh. me. But then to me, and this is going to sound, maybe a little sound strange to you, I would love to be able to have music playing that fits like oh. just have my own personal soundtrack.
4: <laughs> I love um, that. <laughs> so it has to fit the theme of the day
1: or the moment, right? Right. And yeah. so often I have music going through my head and it would be so much better if I could actually hear the music. And that's not saying I would burst out into song. Mm-hmm. Right. Because n- unless I'm down there singing the super low bass lines, you really don't want to hear me sing. <laughs> but to me, that would be a great gift to be able to use of constant music yeah. so
4: i give my life its own soundtrack you know while yeah. i sing to myself yeah. <laughs> i, I <laughs> force my kids to listen to
3: background music i'm, I'm like <laughs> for two and a half months i listened to cri- piano christmas music because i was like it's <laughs> the mood i uh, halloween is over we're listening to it and you're gonna like
1: it you love <laughs> okay. it yeah gina
3: So mine
2: is the ability to like download and speak every language. So it goes along with what Rebecca was saying with being able to answer their questions, but being able to understand them from their cultural perspective too. So not only downloading their, not only downloading their language, but downloading their culture. So I could relate to every human on -hmm. their level. That's, that's always been since Matrix came out. I'm like, that's what I want. (laughs) I love love it. Create that. That's great.
1: Nice, um, Nick says unlimited DVC points. Uh, he means make everyone sound great during karaoke.
2: <laughs> or, that too,
1: both to me, I like both. Along with my music, have everyone who sings sound as good as they think they sound.
2: Yes, yes.
1: That 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 would because there's some songs that everyone thinks they sound pretty good at, and you don't, uh, and you don't.
2: Happy me, I, I
1: don't. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, or there's, and he knows this. So I'm not sh- bad mouthing him at all. My son cannot carry a tune in a dump truck. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he can play the tuba very well. Yeah, so cool. he, he's instrumentally gifted. Yeah. Um, Steve says the power to make people feel calm and just, dis- and their distresses and less, or me, less, less stressed. Stress, yeah. I will say that is exactly what Kate said. Kate yep. said I was gonna say calm thing. emotions make sad yep. people happy angry people calm or the physical healing yeah so yeah uh, and, and, and,
4: he- and Nick says see that you're mantis which I, I lo- yeah mantis front so guardians. <laughs> mantis help, is, help. this is from guardians of guardians. galaxy too um mantis is a character that makes uh makes the the father who's the who's a planet makes him calm and puts him to sleep and so she controls people's emotions or she's an empath so she senses people's emotions but she can also calm them down and, and put them to sleep yeah
1: love it uh-huh. <laughs> anyway Dan says the ability to fully understand what a person is trying to communicate would solve a lot of world problems I'd agree Dan yeah and yeah the some of the yeah. how many of our problems are it's just it's miscommunication
2: Communication,
4: 100% yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. As we always do, we are gonna give this a Pixie Dust rating out of five. And Gina, gonna start with you. How many pixies? Gina dust? didn't
2: watch. I didn't see this. Oh, that's right. right. I'll give Cobra Kai Cobra Kai gets a five. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
1: Okay. Eric Warriors Yeah,
2: why don't start, you start, start Derek? Okay.
1: Yeah. Um I'm gonna give it a three. And I'm tempted to almost bump it up to a three and a half, but I'm not quite there yet. Because I actually watched it twice. I actually watched it again because I will say yesterday, my brain was not in it when I watched it the first time. So I watched it like right before our show. So to me, one of my big things is rewatchability. And in our group chat, Pete said an interesting thing where it's one of the movies that will grow on you over time. Mm -hmm. And I can definitely see that. So even the more I think about it, guys, is I'm going to go three and a half. Wow. I, which which for me is
4: high. That's really is high. high.
1: Yeah. So... I mean, what, did Kate, that, what did
4: Kate and Pete give it? I'm trying uh, to remember. Kate, Kate, Kate
1: gave it a three. Pete gave it a four. Okay. So, Kate so for our listening audience, so, now you know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, okay. Rebecca, how about you?
3: I think... You can't escape this music and this soundtrack. So even if the storyline and the plot and the movie itself is not within a rewatchability and is not important, the music will continue to grow and get it, it just become more popular. Um, I think I have to give it a four because three and a half is too low and you won't let me do 0.75. So <laughs> i'm not gonna be the downer on that i'll give it a four i did think it was great i thought it it was funny i was engaged the whole time so four for me sam
4: it gets a three from me because i loved the music i i would i will rewatch this because of the music even though it's not you know, even though I think the plot of other movies is better, the music of this movie is better than a lot of other movies that have better plots. So it's, you know, I have to yeah. give it on balance. And the animation was beautiful to, to look at, right? Mm-hmm. From a from a purely nice. visual standpoint, it was a very beautiful, uh, beautiful movie. So, um, and, and I like the themes, despite, like I said, despite the not being perfect i think uh you know i think it had some good themes and so yeah i would watch it again uh it just can't i can't give it a three and a half or a four i gotta give it a three
1: that's fair, that's fair. i will say visually reminded me of tangled
4: yes so. that's a really good point a lot of the the flowers isabella yeah. um with the flowers and stuff yeah a lot of the yeah. uh similar feel as the flowers in, in Tangled.
1: definitely I think uh, steve gives old. it a three and a half Dan is but- dance city, give it a four, solid four. Nice. Um, Rebecca?
3: I say if we're gonna go off visuals, to me the only one that is as visually appealing is inside out, um, because of all of the colors and the animations. Now I know that there was brighter colors in this one, but because the colors were so important in Inside Out, it was mm-hmm. it. Okay. or soul i would say okay. or soul soul was really close okay. to just how fluid everything was so okay
1: yeah i will say and i will point out both of those pixar this was not this was disney oh, animation
4: true different, yeah. different no i didn't realize this was disney animation and yeah, not this is, pixar. Dis- no, this is
1: a disney animation show not a pixar Interesting. so okay. which is um tangled is oh, disney tangled. animation yep and mm-hmm. frozen is disney animation whereas inside out and all those i think okay ladies i'm having a brain fade what was moana
4: disney disney
1: Mo- moana it's was not, disney animation yeah it's yeah. six are and to me yeah. you can kind of see a similar a, a similar animation style especially between this and tangled with the faces to me um, mm-hmm. Okay, Nick's going. Do you imagine a sequel or a one and done? I think it's a one and done.
4: I think it's a one and done.
1: Um,
3: one and done with like a mini series. I think so. so oh, they could just more. Go with, Bruno, mini-
1: go with Bruno as a series.
3: Something mm-hmm. like that. Disney yeah. Blogs. No other yeah. movie, but there's going to be shorts or a Something, Something like, else. That. Like,
4: yeah. Yeah. like that. I have to give a plug for Vivo. That's on Netflix. That is, I know. Th- I know we talk Disney Plus, but this is a Lin Manuel Miranda. Uh, it's uh, also Latino. Um, it's just a wonderful movie, um, animated film on on Netflix that Lin Manuel Miranda did. So I have to give. If for anyone who liked Encanto, I feel like. You, you're gonna you're gonna love
1: evo nice okay well next week we've actually got two shows coming up next week we are at Bo- book of boba fett three yay okay. <laughs> and we are watching the eternals the eternals comes out tomorrow yay i'll watch that
4: too <laughs> I i'm excited i haven't it. seen it yet yeah, yeah. Gosh, there I think um, only I think I think Pete has seen it. I think he might be the only yeah. one I who's so. seen it of, of the bunch, yeah. right? So probably.
1: So that's coming up next week, which I'm excited for one of those. <laughs> Although to me, the Eternals could be intriguing. I have actually yeah. been kind of curious about the Eternals. So now this Sunday we're taking over Community Hall Live over on my DVC Points. And we're gonna talk about <laughs> the tie-ins to the movies at disney hotels so we're going to bring our plus platoon knowledge about the movies to what has disney done with him at the hotels what's good what's not so good and what might come next so with that guys if you have suggestions for shows that we should watch please email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com we are on facebook youtube twitter instagram I don't think we're on Snapchat, but yet, anyway, if someone wants us, <laughs> if someone would join us on Snapchat, we will be there. So, um,
4: yet. <laughs> no, wrong way. <laughs> Rebecca's anyway. trying to fist bump me, I'm and like, I, don't I didn't even mean I, didn't take you know? <laughs> so, I was like, what does she do? Also, okay.
1: Okay, sure. yes. yes, we are also yes, our podcasts are available on <laughs> yes. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google, but basically anywhere. That um we have uh, anywhere you can get a podcast, we are available. This show will probably be available tomorrow evening. Um, Steve does bring up an interesting point. Is there a list of movies we've talked about? In approximately a month, we will launch plusplatoon.com. Okay? If you go there right now, it's got a page hole. it's got a placeholder. It is not what the website's gonna look like. In approximately a month to month and a half, we will launch plusplatoon.com. You will have lists with our Pixie Dust ratings because I've been Next. keeping track of all of them. You will have what's coming up. You will have get to know a little bit more about us. And there'll be a way for you guys to talk to us a little bit easier. So yeah.
4: now there, there is a way you could figure it out, but you'd have to go on to. So if you went on to YouTube to our Plus Platoon page and you would see all of our videos and all of the videos in there, the title description has what we watched. And so what we're reviewing on that particular show. So it's not like as easy as a, a, a spreadsheet list of everything we watched, but it does have there a list. if you. But you'd have to look at the, the different videos in order to see.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I will say for right now, we have given twenty nine different shows or series pixie dust ratings. So, That's a lot,
4: and we don't do it, it for every lot. show where we don't no. watch the whole series. No, or, we don't. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, with that being said, guys, we'll see everyone Sunday. Invite your friends, and we will Please. see everyone next week. We'll be doing Boba Fett three and. The Eternals. So back to Marvel. Yay. Yes,
4: Tudor Tuesday, Marvel. (laughs) Woohoo! Good
1: night, everyone.
4: Good night. Thanks
0: for watching this week's episode of the Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to Plus Platoon Podcast to keep getting great content each week. Then head over to Apple Podcast and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel, where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plusplatoon.